Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We begin by going behind the headlines. We've had a lot of exposure to television ads in the Illinois governor's race. That's because the major candidates have a lot of money to spend. Will money talk in the March 20th primary? We'll discuss it with Amanda Vinicky, correspondent for WTTW Television's Chicago Tonight. Amanda, so nice to talk to you again. It is my pleasure. We'll talk about campaign specifics in a moment, but the overriding story so far in the campaign has been the amount of money that's being spent. It's it's almost outrageous. It, I, it, I'm going to take away the almost. <laughs> <laughs> Most reasonable people, and if you're like me, where you're you know checking to make sure that your checking account has enough to pay off the credit card bill, it is purely outrageous and on track to be potentially the most expensive governor's race in the nation ever. Um, so, yes, there certainly is a lot of money. Of course, we've seen that previously out of Governor Bruce Rauner, and he's throwing a lot of money toward the ads again. What is remarkable about it is that thus far he can be drowned out, and if, in fact, particularly J.B. Pritzker does get to the general election, the front runner, at least for now, still the front runner in the Democratic primary, who is, as I noted, J.B. Pritzker, an heir to the Hyatt Hotel chain, has even more money that he could put into this race, and thus far has put in upwards of $40 million. So I obviously I, I don't live downstate right now, don't know exactly what ads you're seeing, but uh, by and large, it would if you could watch TV if you live anywhere outside of Chicago and think that it is right now already a general race between Rauner and Pritzker, when in fact it is just the primary and both have challenges, particularly Pritzker from several other Democrats in polls show that they're gaining on him. Gaining on him, but uh, I think uh, most people are considering both him and uh, Rauner to be the uh, front runner. Certainly at this point. Certainly at this point. Again, I try and talk to people and just casually hear people that say they think that yeah, he's Pritzker is going to run away with it. But we now this week, in fact, have seen polls that show Senator Daniel Biss in the second place position, really, really on Pritzker's heels, like within three or four points of Pritzker. That is pretty darn close, particularly considering how much money Pritzker has put in, in that this has nowhere near that and hasn't really even gone up or is just starting, really, in downstate television, where the polls show he is really lacking. He's seen that surge, by and large, in Chicago, and all the more after this week, because we had some um, pretty damning conversations released that were recorded on an FBI wiretap of Rod Blagojevich's phone back uh, about a decade ago, where Blagojevich was talking with J.B. Pritzker, the Chicago Tribune getting a hold somehow, we don't know how, we don't know when, but of those conversations and publishing them this week, and that has set off quite a firestorm within Democrats, particularly within um, the black community, and that surely is going to be a hit for Pritzker going forward. That's because he made some racially insensitive remarks in this conversation. The conversation dealing, of course, with the thing that uh, got Bogoyevich in so much trouble, uh, the f- finding someone to fill the vacancy left by Barack Obama's uh, move to uh, the U.S. Senate. Well, yeah, so it was when Obama was president, they needed to fill his Senate. To fill his, uh, a bigger part, of course. <laughs> and so 
Pritzker having a lot of conversations with Blagojevich. It needs to be pointed out at a time that it was well known Blagojevich was, had the eye of federal investigators, or at the very least the uh, attorney general here in Illinois, uh, Pritzker having private conversations with him. And it, the offensive comments were things such as calling the African-American, at the time, president of the state senate, quote, crass. And speaking in some fairly blunt terms there, also saying that, you know, it seems like there was a lot of pressure to appoint an African-American to that seat. Not a lot of conversations about what would serve best the Illinois public or the African-American community if, in fact, that were to be the case replacing um, Obama with another individual of African-American origins. But instead, um, a lot of true political talk in calling the very popular Secretary of State, Jesse White, Pritzker pushing him, saying at a press conference this week at which Pritzker apologized, saying, I wasn't my best self, regret parts of that conversation, but as I did then, I think now that Jesse White would make a great U.S. senator. How Pritzker turned it on that phone call was that White was, quote, the least offensive. Boy, it can't it can't possibly be helpful, uh, regardless whether it's a primary vote or if he makes it to the general. Can't be helpful to him. This is going to weigh on Pritzker. I think no matter what, we have definitely seen him uh, in damage control. A lot of visits with black pastors. I should point out that Jesse White says Pritzker apologized and he forgives him. Uh, Emil Jones not taking that tact at all and saying that Pritzker should step. Step down. So this is an opportunity that this is trying to capitalize on very much, saying um, that it shows the, the identity politics that are playing and not only is offensive to uh, black voters and residents of Illinois, but in general to Illinoisans that perceive there to be a, a political machine made of wealthy, rich, often white men, and this conversation plays that out. So we will see if, in fact, Pritzker is able to maintain that front runner status. He does have the money that he'll surely can has there, there there's no stopping what he can do to try to help himself at least in overcoming that image with voters and continuing to release both positive ads and now he's out with negative ads as well that are going after this. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the negativity that comes into the ads as they so often do. Uh the governor is calling his uh, his rival Gene Ives House Speaker um, House uh, Democratic House Speaker Madigan uh, that's his favorite candidate, which is uh, d- doesn't make a lot of sense unless you want to tarnish someone. Exactly. So um, that he's using a, an argument that was made and it continues to be made against Bruce Rauner, and that is that his obsession really with Madigan as the man who has prevented his agenda and is trapping Illinois. We do by the, see that Madigan is quite unpopular in any sort of polls, but he's not running statewide. Rauner is. Jeannie Ives at a, the one, it should be noted, forum where she and Rauner were sitting next to each other, and that was before the Chicago Tribune editorial board, because Rauner's trying to basically ignore her until this ad, refusing to do any debates with her. But um, Ives saying that, no, I can get along with Democrats in a way that Rauner can't. There's a lot that observers would find generally laughable, but either of those statements, um, Ives is somebody who um, does not necessarily have the reputation of a go-along, get-along, reach-across-the-aisle sort of figure, um, and therefore, no, is not at all close with 
Mike Madigan. And so despite what that Rauner ad is trying to tell you, but it very much fits in with that pattern of Rauner trying to demonize Michael Madigan and tying in trying to demonize any opponents of his by tying them to Michael Madigan. And he's doing that, of course, because I've out a week ago today, actually, with an ad all her own. The, uh, the, the long budget crisis in Illinois, is that playing any kind of a significant role in this campaign to this point? You know, you would think so. Yeah. And yet, the answer thus far, no, not really. It's, again, so much of this, uh, sadly, I think, in my opinion, is really driven by commercials, by what people see in those close 30-second, 60-second uh, snippets. Clearly, the budget has to weigh into voters' minds and uh, those who are hurt by it, who lost their jobs from it, who are just frustrated in general with where the state has gone and feel like Rauner has not made good on the promises that he ran on. Um, so, yes, there, there's certainly an element of that that is underlying the conversation, but you have all of the Democrats that are running and trying to fill uh, the seat uh, that Rauner now holds, be it Pritzker, Biss. You also have Chris Kennedy, and then down in the St. Louis area, the Madison County School Superintendent, Bob Diber, of course, who hasn't really um, gained much traction when you look at the polling. Really, it's a race between Pritzker, Biss, and perhaps Kennedy at this point in time. Um, they all agree that Rauner has been bad for the state. So, to some degree, yeah, the conversation is the budget and what are they going to do about it. But there's so much agreement on that end that it's not that. It has been ads. Um, and we'll see if now the question being, will Rauner um, be the nominee? Of course, the thought is that, yes, he's going to run away with it. But I was, again, really surging because of this very controversial commercial that she is running in which uh, it features, for example, a woman saying, Thank you, Bruce Rauner, for the taxpayers paying for my abortions, plural. She also features um, a man who has sort of grown a beard there, speaks in a low voice, wearing a dress. I've said she doesn't know why that is offensive, transgender individual saying, of course, that is offensive. That is um, not an accurate portrayal of either the measure that she, of which she is speaking and trying to blame Rauner for signing into law or of an accurate depiction of how transgender individuals dress, behave, look, and sound. Well, Illinois politics is always interesting, and it's certainly so, again, this year, as you've indicated. You haven't mentioned the Nazi who is running for Congress unopposed in the primary. Yeah, we, it, that is in the 3rd District, so right outside of Chicago in the western suburbs, really. Um, he has a clear path to the GOP nomination. This is something that it appears the Republican Party just went unnoticed or perhaps didn't care enough. I, we don't know to put an opponent up against this man, Arthur Jones. He's previously run for office, never had any success. And let's be clear, he doesn't this time either. Even if, and it appears, frankly, when he captures the GOP nomination, that is a district that is all but sure to go to a Democrat that's an interesting race on its own because you have an incumbent, Dan Lipinski, holding that seat right now. But we have seen, and this never happens, some other sitting Congress people um, who are Democrats instead endorsing Lipinski's challenger. That is a suburban woman named Marie Newman. So you have 
far more of a race right now in the Democratic primary in that district than you ever will in the general election, just given how that district is drawn. But of course, sure, it, it looks terrible. This man is a um, white supremacist, a Holocaust denier, and the seven Republicans who are part of Illinois' congressional delegation all coming out and condemning him, but too late. Another another candidacy that caught my eye, and I hadn't heard much about it, is the fact that Pat Quinn is running for uh, attorney general, for the former governor. The Pat Quinn, it most certainly is. And I got to tell you, I think he has a pretty good chance because there's so many candidates in that race. You have eight, and we will see there's actually um, an outstanding court case that we are expecting to have resolved by close of business today to see if one of those individuals will actually, in fact, make it on the ballot. Uh, Quinn has not gotten any sort of boost from the Democratic establishment or a lot of folks within Democratic parties who say he's had his turn. He's run in every election since, I forget, going back to like the mid-90s. He has tried to be a candidate in Illinois time and time again, sometimes obviously with success. He was Illinois' governor, but then losing to Bruce Rauner, and people say that shows he's a flawed candidate. Move on. It's time for new energy in the party. But he certainly has that name recognition. He's holding press conferences, many that are focused on energy, going back to his roots as this consumer advocate. Um, it's we'll see how that turns out. It's really a very fractured race, and you have a lot of other big name Democrats. Uh, the endorsements from a lot of the Cook County folks going to State Senator Kwame Raoul. He is an African American and seen really as the as the front runner there. But there, he's got a lot of opposition, not just from Quinn. You have um, Jesse Ruiz. Uh, Latino. There's a lot of politics there that goes on, obviously, with voters looking to support somebody from within their community and an anti-Trump um, commentator who's frequently on the national news, the CNN and such, commentating about Trump's policies. That's Renato Mariotti. So we'll see how that race goes. It's a crowded, really interesting one. Yeah, you can't discount name recognition, however. But, no uh, way. Yeah, but with a lot of candidates, anything can happen. One final point. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there is little to no chance that the legislature, the complexion, political complexion of the legislature is going to change. It is Democrat-dominated, and the the good betting is that it will remain that way. Rauner likes to talk about the opportunity to unseat Madigan by electing more Republicans so that a Republican could be the House Speaker instead of a GOP minority. That will most certainly be very difficult. Not that Republicans aren't trying, and there are some districts that could go either way, um, but Illinois is still seen very much as a blue state, and down in in these districts, particularly in the suburbs, where you saw Trump do very poorly, the expectation is that he will be a drag on the GOP's attempts to make a good dent in Democrats' majority, particularly in the House. That's where you see a lot of the races, less so in the Illinois State Senate. Amanda Venicky, you're going to be a busy lady in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you so much for being with us. Countdown to March 20. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Amanda Venicky of WTTW Television in Chicago. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.